1: Hello and welcome to the Promised Land, a show about Manchester United, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. I'm Scott Saunders, joined as ever by Rob Blanchett. Rob, it's new kit day. Uh, Manchester United have a new home shirt with a collar that you absolutely adore. It's a throwback to... Which year is it the ninety nine shirt that you're referring back to, or is this
2: uh, It's further back, isn't it? It's kind of like David Beckham chipping the goalkeeper from the halfway line level, uh, yeah, isn't it? Okay. so ninety six I, I don't seven, I don't okay. adore isn't it a pretty a kind of tab, uh, well, tabloid words pretty clear, Rob. you know we're not a tabloid <laughs> show are we? so I, I I really, really like it. I borderline, love it. Uh, I think it's a smart kit. It's a little bit different. Let's be honest. The Adidas offerings in the last few years, like they've tried to be kind of like traditional and they've tried to be plain and they've tried to kind of do this, that, the other. Whereas all their other Adidas football clubs, like Arsenal, release a ton of really good kits. So I like it. I'm all right with it. And I think, uh, you know, this could be the kit. This could be the kit that gets us to the Premier League title. I'm joking. Of course. (laughs) I'm not going to entertain
1: that one. Uh, You know, I've I've said this a few times that I always hate it when great kits are ruined by awful seasons. And I won't have that problem this year, because even if United are awful, the kit is too. I'm not a big fan of it, but, you know, maybe I'll wait to see it on. Maybe I'll wait to see it on TV or when I go to the ground or whatever. I'll wait and see how it looks in real life. Uh, rather than just on photos because, uh, you know, maybe it'll be different. Maybe I'll like it. But I think I'm pretty decided that I don't at the moment. One of the away kits, though, not out yet. One of the away kits I do really like. So I'll wait for that. Maybe uh, maybe get my hands on that at a later time. But the the home kit is available now. Uh, I think United have had to hold back a video containing Cristiano Ronaldo, David Beckham and Eric Cantona because they're not sure if Ronaldo's going (laughs) to leave. So, uh, yeah, fair play. Best laid plans, eh? Best laid plans. Yeah. Um, Ten Hag uh, and Ronaldo have yet to speak. Ronaldo's not going on the pre-season tour flight to Thailand and Australia. Uh, So, great. We'll talk about that more uh, a little bit later on. We'll talk about some incoming players there's Andrew Martinez looking likely now ahead of Arsenal. United still want Anthony. Frankie de Jong has been linked to Chelsea in the last couple of days. We'll talk Harry Maguire liking an Instagram post. <laughs> uh, it's got got him in a bit of hot water. We'll talk Bruno Fernandes' new number. Terrell Malassia's new number, number 12. Uh, and Andreas Pereira's going to Fulham as well. I can't remember whether we've mentioned that on a previous show, but mm-hmm. looks like that one will be done for a little bit of money, which will cover the Malassia fee. Um, but you can subscribe to our show wherever you get your pods on Apple Google Spotify etc and now you can watch us twice a week on Tuesdays and Fridays as well so head over to YouTube hit the like button subscribe join the community we're we're just short of a milestone of subscribers so if you haven't done it already please get over there hit the like button hit subscribe and uh, we'll watch that number tick up uh, Hopefully, we should hit that soon. The link should be in the description of this episode if you're listening on an audio platform as well. And you can follow us on Twitter at underscore Scott Saunders at underscore Rob underscore B. And at mu for the show. Uh, Rob, I'm going to stop talking for a minute uh, because my COVID, uh, I'm actually a little bit out of breath. I'm still not over it yet. Quite exhausted the last few days I've been. Um, But obviously, we've done our new kitsch spiel. But United are closing in on Lisandro Martinez. Seems. Uh, initial Dutch reports suggesting that 50 million euro valuation has been met by United in a, in a new offer. Uh, it's been confirmed in a number of places this morning, including on nightingman.com. Seems like they're close. Uh, is this a signing that excites you? And do you think it will happen
2: in the next few days? I do think it will happen. What we saw yesterday was um, a, kind of what I would call an Arsenal centric a uh, newspaper and reporter had said that Arsenal made great strides in the Lissandro Martinez deal. And literally two hours later, the Dutch press kind of went mad and said, well, no, he's basically about to sign a contract at Manchester United. So am I excited about it? Yes. Um, I think, again, he's just the kind of player that you you need at the moment. You know, we talk about what Ten Hag truly wants to do in the weeks ahead. Um, why is he buying everyone from Ajax? Well, it's because he knows his players. It's, not, it's nothing kind of, I think, too untoward. And as we did say last week, Marcel's nickname is The Butcher. I will hopefully be getting the new kit with The Butcher on the back. In fact, I won't be getting the new kit. I don't buy it. But uh, but mm-hmm. I think I can see that The Butcher and his number on the back there. And I can see him becoming a little bit of a cult hero at Manchester United. So the deal isn't done just yet. It's not quite over the line. But I think that maybe even in the coming hours... There will be some kind of confirmation, and uh, I think, especially with this new kit coming out, Manchester United will be wanting to be putting new stars in it to show that their signings are incoming.
1: Yeah, uh, where do you think you will play, Rob? Do you think he's bought for centre half, or you know, can play left back? Can play? He's not going to play left back, obviously, because we have got Luke Shaw, Alex Tellers, uh, Malassia as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a position for him in midfield? He can play there.
2: Yeah, I think he's a left-sided player. And I was talking about this recently with some people and saying, you know, you look at his skill set and you look at what he can do in the way that he plays aggressively. I think primarily he's going to come in as a centre-back, primarily. But if you've still got Harry Maguire at the club, Harry Maguire, say, has a really good pre-season, goes into the new campaign playing really well. It's a great problem to have, isn't it, for Ten Hag? You know, he's not he's not kind of then worried about his centre-back positions. I do think we will see Martinez as a defensive midfielder at times. So, Manchester United fans absolutely rabid about the defensive midfielder position for about five or six years now. Like, someone was talking again to me about the um, Herrera coming to Manchester United and what he was going to do, and he was going to be a number six. And, you know, what do you do with all of these uh, moving parts to to look after the defence? I think Martinez will probably partner someone in a double pivot in that way. So he will probably be the left-hand side of that double pivot, much more defensively savvy, but still technically really good. And as I said, aggressive, someone who's not really going to be scared of the Premier League. So he's the kind of signing I think that you need for that position rather than maybe a Pau Torres. Now, we talked about Pau Torres a lot, haven't we? But if you get Martinez and you probably don't need Pau Torres, you're certainly not going to go shopping in that market, spend another 50 million quid for no reason. Wonder if anyone will ever sign Pau Torres.
1: He's been uh, he's been linked <laughs> so often with so many clubs. I think he'll sign uh, a new contract to Real. I think that'll probably be it. <laughs> poor lad. I think he does want to move somewhere else. But you know, he's playing football at a good level at the moment. Uh, Arsenal might need a centre back. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Word is Spurs are still on the lookout yeah. as well for uh, for a new centre half. But if United end up signing Martinez, they will not need another one. I don't think they will. They'll have about six. They already have six, do they? Eric by more than six, yes. Yes. loads and loads of centre backs. Mengi as well, loads. two
2: and Zayby. It's like it's it's the infinite. You know, Man United haven't got centre backs. What you hear every year, but Man United got a lot of centre backs.
1: <laughs> Maybe not so good ones, but we'll That's see. That's The problem, uh, yeah. Uh, so
2: Martinez, <laughs> there is
1: talk that even a medical has been already booked in. Yeah. Uh, so United fly out on their pre-season tour today, as we well as we record this, is just getting ready to fly out. I'd imagine he'll join them pretty soon. Christian Eriksen's deal is not yet tied up uh, in time to travel out with the team. Not quite sure what's happened there, but the word is that he'll join the club or the players in Australia. I think they play Liverpool in Thailand on Tuesday the 12th and then move to Australia in the days after that. And Eriksen should join them there. Uh, But Lissandra Martinez hopefully will join him. Will Anthony join them as well? Because uh, as far as we understand it, uh, and reports have come out this week that United have actually made an offer for Anthony that's been turned down uh I actually sold a lot of players we've seen Sebastian Ali's move confirmed to Dortmund yesterday as well on Thursday uh but Anthony wants to go Lissandra Martinez wants to go and it still appears as though United actually still want Anthony uh but they're after about 120 million euros for the pair of them, 50 million euros down on Martinez, which leaves about 70 million euros for Anthony. Can you see United spending that much money, including, well, given the fact that they're still after Frankie de Jong as well, who we'll talk about in a little
2: while. Yes, I can, because I think you might well be losing a half million pound wage soon off your books. So there's always these moving parts. Again, as we say about with the transfer market, uh, I think with Anthony and where we stand with that, um, as far as we're aware, Ajax have been kind of told by the player's agent that the player demands to go, he wants to go. It's kind of similar to the Martinez situation where eventually the, the kind of agency said, no, we, we, you know, the player wants to leave, he's going to England. So that opened the door, obviously, for Manchester United and Arsenal with that player. But I think with Anthony, um, a reunion with Ten Hag again isn't really a surprise. He is one of Ten Hag's boys, a bit like Martinez is and a bit... You know, we, we, we talked about players that stick with managers and managers that stick with players. Um, and I think as well, he allows you to play with a, a right-sided forward and you don't worry too much about the striker then. So if you're losing Cristiano Ronaldo, we feel that that is probably the way it's going to go now. Um, do you replace him straight away with a light, for like striker? Well, the market's not really bursting with them. So what do you do? You strengthen your forward line. And there's no doubt that right side for Manchester United is something you could still address if you're going to play Jaden Sancho on the left.
1: Yeah, it's been a problem for far too long now. I think <coughs> Anthony is the exact type of player I think United probably end up needing. Uh, and you, you mentioned there about Anthony making it clear to Ajax that he wants to pursue a new challenge he's got a lot of players gabby jesus has just moved to arsenal for around 45 million pounds you got Mm rafinha could be on his way to barcelona there's and he's looking for a place in the brazil world cup squad and if he's playing in the dutch league whereas other players in direct he's in direct competition with the playing at a higher level he's probably not going to get that chance so it makes sense to go and test himself at a higher level United are the team that want him. Uh, I think everybody wants this move to happen. It's just a case of whether uh, United can meet the fee. Do you think, though, that United will be spending a bit too much money if they end up spending that much money on
2: Martinez, De Jong, and Anthony? Or
1: you, you is there can, a way they
2: can recoup it? Th- you can never spend too much money. Now, I've, I'll take my journalist hat off put my fan hat on. I don't really care what Manchester United finances look like. That's up to the Glazers. The Glazers have taken enough money out of the football club. Now maybe put that money back into it. So investment, I think, from the ownership, or even from our own profits, I'm cool with. You just talked there about different players and prices and whatnot. When you talk about Christian Eriksen, you talk about Martinez and even Anthony to an extent – you're not really shopping at the top tier of world football, are you? You're, you're shopping in different marketplaces where the wages are probably a little bit more affordable. And yes, the fees look big, but whatever. You know, it's up to the owners to put that money up. So no, for me, I want to see more of this. Manchester United have got plenty of players still in the squad that they could eventually sell. So there's always that balancing point. That if you need to kind of raise funds in a fire sale, you can go and do that. You know, you, we talked to there about the likes of the Eric Baez this world and Phil Joneses. You know, they will command fees. Andres Pereira, who's been no use to you for three years, you've just gone and got 10 to 13 million for him. So there are players like that that can go and supplement the books. But I want to see more signings. But at the same time, I'm happy shopping in that slightly lower tier because I think you get players who are motivated, who will come to Manchester United to play for the badge, and they're not coming to Manchester United to say, Right, give me my £27 million contract because I want half a million pounds a week. Oh, no, now I have to take a pay cut because we're not in the Champions League. Buy Manchester United. I did love you, but you know now I want to love another football club. I think United need to get away from that methodology. So um, those three players are Frankie Dion, which is obviously still burning away. I think if you get those four and you've got Malachia as well, it's a decent window. It's the right market to go into, I think. You see,
1: Liverpool have had a lot of success this way. I know they've changed their tact a little bit, yeah, signing Thiago a while back and you know, over the past few years. But the reason why they've been become successful is you know, picking up Firmino, uh, Mane, Salah, Van Dyke, all these players who could jump on to a next level at good ages as well. Uh, Anthony fits that bill, uh, Lisandro Martinez does as well. And I, I quite, I'm quite excited about Martinez. Actually, yeah, uh, I've I've been watching YouTube highlight reels of him this morning. It's just I've seen him make the same sliding left-footed tackle, the butcher, to, yeah, to take the ball <laughs> off someone or kick it out of play, time after time after time. We all we know what Anthony can do. He's one of the most talented uh, young players in in Europe at the moment. Uh, Brazilian international, obviously, wants to play play in the World Cup, but um, yeah, I think. Eric Ten Hag's doing a decent job of identifying players who uh, can fit into his team. And no, I think we've addressed this before. We're not really concerned that these players are all players that he's been linked with before. Obviously, mm. he's seen Malisea in, in the Eredivisie. He's trained with Ericsson before. And then there's two Ajax players there that he's trying to sign as well. Uh, the reason why he's doing this, I think, is just to try and hit the ground running with players that understand his game uh, and... You can see even in training uh this week that some of the players have had it had a difficult time coming to terms with his drills. Have you have you seen this kind of thing <laughs> happening? Scott McTon. There was one clip of him telling them to,
2: to play <coughs> it killing with the me right laughing. foot or something like that. And like yeah. there were players who just can't do it. It was really interesting, wasn't it? Because in that drill, Scott Scotty was in the middle, and you clearly heard his audible saying, Use your right foot, use your right foot. <laughs> And the ball was coming to the left side of McTominay and he was using his left foot. Now, people might say that that's normal, yeah? Because if you if you want to, in football, you should use both your feet. Well, especially in Holland, and the Dutch way, is they always say it's better to have one brilliant foot than two rubbish feet. Now, people will think that it's kind of like that, that Dutch footballers are always naturally two-footed. They're not. So what Ten Hag was trying to get across there to Scott McTominay was use the foot that works. Don't lay it off with the left foot if you 50% of the time you're going to lose the ball. So he was doing it. And as soon as he started to use his right foot, you could hear Ten Ha going, good, good, good in the background. And you're thinking <laughs> it was like these little training drills. This is how it works, isn't it? This is how a manager gets in a player's head. Because Scott has probably been told by Counters managers use both feet, both feet in that position. It's probably never been told. Just use your right foot in the centre of the pitch because you have to adjust your body, don't you? You know, you have to move your body to get the right foot to to have the the correct pass. So I thought it was quite funny seeing that, but also uh, quite pleased to see a coach actually coaching. Yeah, United haven't had that for a long time. Uh, Mourinho, Solskjaer. a long
1: time, a really a long, long time. time. Uh, United flying out now. Uh, for their preseason tour to Thailand on Friday. Uh, No movement yet on Frankie de Jong. Obviously, we've spoken about uh, the other transfer targets so far, but not de Jong in depth. Have you seen, Rob, the uh, revelations from... I think Marker got a hold of his contract in Spain and kind of clarified how much money Barcelona owe to Frankie de Jong. That's an explainer of why things are being held up. But Chelsea have also now join the mix for de Jong as well. Uh where does this leave United? Do you
2: buy this and how long is this gonna take, do you think? Well we've said all along that the holdup here is not Manchester United. It's not the player, it's Barcelona. Barcelona owe Frankie Diong and his representatives a ton of money. And when we say a ton of money, we're talking it's not not like a million or two million. You know they they it is it is a huge sum uh, way over kind of is closer to kind of like 20 million euros or something like that. Some crazy figure. Um, But ultimately the player is not going to move until he is paid that he can't because as soon as he breaks that contract, or that contract is ripped up. Then of course, he's not entitled to it anymore. So I believe that Barcelona have offered a settlement and this is kind of where the Chelsea angle come in because Barcelona are trying to broker a deal with Manchester United. They believe that's done at both ends of it. You know, they feel that the kind of it's an 80 million pound package but they've got to pay the guy his wages, otherwise he's not leaving. What Barcelona w- wants to do is at a new club, go and take that debt on for them. But that's not going to happen. Man United should not do that. Chelsea should not do that. I think it's highly unlikely that Chelsea will do that, especially if they're taking on a new contract very soon. So we shall see. I, uh, I think this just goes to show what bit of a joke Barcelona have become. Um, this huge grand football club has been running to the ground. And the reason why... Uh, Barcelona and Bayern Munich can't do complete business at the moment with Lewandowski is because Bayern Munich have said that they believe that Barcelona might be out of business in a year (laughs) or two and I think that's actually true I think that's kind of where their books kind of point them towards it was only a year or two ago that that Barcelona's uh, value as a football club was a negative equity of 350 million pounds this is a this Crazy is a stuff. this is a ten billion pound football club, so pff, that's how badly they've been run. And yet, what are they doing, Scott? They're still trying to spend money like it's going out of fashion. So let's see. This is why I think the De Jong deal, why Manchester United are particularly cl- calm about this, because they put together a good package for the player. I think the player will move as long as Barcelona pay him. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Mark. Did a breakdown
1: of the numbers. <coughs> Excuse me. During the COVID year. De Jong was uh, offered to take a pay cut in a sense, and was ended up paying, ended up getting paid about three million basic, plus two million ish variable, uh, at and an extra two hundred mm. and fifty k variable, and extended his contract by two years to allow Barcelona to pay him uh, what they owed him over the duration of his contract. But now, obviously, Barcelona trying to sell him off from. This season coming, he's owed 18 million a year basic (laughs) for the next four years. Uh, next year, nearly a 10 million bonus is owed to him. This year, a three million bonus. It's crazy, and Um, he's
2: not even going to be a starter at Barcelona. Like, this is the thing now. So, this, this is for the next 12 months and beyond. They've got this, what you would call a bad debt, a bad contract. They owe him so much money, but you can't say to a player please take a pay cut for us because we haven't bothered to pay you because our finances are bad. And that pay cut, can it be 60%? No, nobody does that. Nobody does that. So this is, I think, where Dion's agency were always keen to move the player once they realised where Barcelona were with this deal.
1: Yeah, uh, Todd Bowley, Chelsea's new owner, sporting director, Um, everything that he is has just landed in Barcelona uh, in the last 24 hours or so lean into this came just after speculation as well that Chelsea were entering the race for him. Although it's been suggested um that De Jong wants to work with Ten Hag and the the Chelsea thing isn't really uh going to happen. You know, Bowley's Bowley's in Barcelona to talk deals through for I think as Peliquetta and uh, Marcos Alonso. Also, yeah. So uh
2: yeah I'm not I'm not too worried about this are you? No, but I, w- I, w- I will say this and I'll contradict myself from what I said earlier on. I don't care what the Glazers pay in terms of money. I want them to pay more. Please do get more players for us, put it into the football team. But if it was my money, if I was the Glazers, God forbid, and I ran Manchester United, I would not be held to ransom over this player because it is Barcelona who are in trouble and Barcelona need to pay the player to get the deal sorted. You've agreed the terms. you've agreed a contract. If Chelsea come in and play a little bit of a patsy in this role and say, do you know what? You owe the player 20 million euros. We'll pay 12 of that on top. So give that to the player as a signing on fee. And we're going to gazump United and take the player. And Frankie Dion goes, well, do you know what? Champions League football, I'm off. Sorry, Eric. You know, I do love you as a coach, but there you go. Fine. Move on. There's other players out there. I would like Frankie Dion in a Man United shirt. I think he's a top midfielder. But I I think you do have to wait now with... 55 days of transfer window still remaining you know there's a lot of ground to go to but as you said the Chelsea are in Barcelona to talk those two players out of their football club um and I'm sure they'll discuss Frankie de Jong we'll see uh, it's taken a while
1: I think we're at nearly <coughs> 60 odd days now that United have been chasing de Jong but uh, to no avail so far uh Cristiano Ronaldo mm-hmm. is not going on tour it's been nope. confirmed. Uh seems like his uh, his allowance to leave has been extended by United. Uh, obviously, we, were men- we mentioned earlier that the uh, video that they plan to release with uh, Beckham and Eric Cantona has not been released either due to uncertainty over his position. Uh, not any closer, really, to knowing where Ronaldo's going to end up at the moment, are we?
2: No, I think, obviously, the biggest links when the story broke with Barcelona, who wants to still sign everyone um, and Chelsea. And I think probably Chelsea now become the more realistic link when we talk about the deal and the numbers, but United fans, I think need to get a reality check with Cristiano Ronaldo because these last few days, if we it if it's shown anything, it's shown this whole cult of personality between player and club. Do you support Manchester United or do you support Cristiano Ronaldo? It's a weird thing. So it's been like that the last two or three days, where people are like, oh, Ronaldo's shining a light on the Glazers. Ronaldo doesn't, you know, Ronaldo doesn't want to stay at a club outside the Champions League. Well, he was part of taking Manchester United out of the Champions League. He really was. You know, he might have scored some goals, but his problems up front were part of the issues. So there's been all of this about do you keep Ronaldo now? How do you, you know, do you do you pay him the money? He's going to get a 25% pay reduction, which is something he agreed to 12 months ago that if he couldn't fire United into the Champions League, he would take that pay cut. Now, he doesn't like that pay cut. He's not going on tour. He's never going to play for Manchester United again. I think that tells you everything you need to know about the man. So, uh, this is nothing to do with the Glazers or investment or any of those things, because people have said, oh, Ronaldo doesn't like it, that United haven't signed anyone. No, Christian doesn't like it. that He's going to get 25% less of a wage next year. And yeah, he might want to play Champions League football, but doesn't he love United, Scott? Doesn't he love United? Doesn't he want to help United? Well, no, I don't think he does. So if that's the case, we need players like that out of our dressing room. We don't need more of them. You know, if he's the most senior player at Manchester United and that is what he is and he doesn't want to play for Man United, off you go, mate. You know, fine, thanks for the years. Why are we crying over Cristiano Ronaldo? Let him go.
1: I'm completely with you. Uh, One player who does apparently like Ronaldo's pay cut is Harry Maguire uh, because of that. That was weird. Uh, Harry Maguire liking a post on Sport Bible talking about uh, how United's players will get a 25% pay cut, including Ronaldo, because they failed to qualify for the Champions League. And it's just this little like from Harry Harry Maguire's account, which uh, was apparently an accident. Yeah. Although, given all of the rivalry that has been reported to have emerged between the two of them,
2: is that accident a little bit convenient an excuse? <laughs> it seems convenient, doesn't it? But I do actually think it was an accident. I've said before that players have social you, media. pods. you bods. Ac- do
1: you accidentally do that very often?
2: I mean, I, well, I don't, I don't think I do, uh, but I think that if you're an 18-year-old social media bod who you know is scrolling through on your phone and stuff like that and you see something and you inadvertently press it it can happen you know i've heard it's happened many times before um but i also think with that you know we talk about the split in the man united dressing room and there's no doubt again that player that fans will will side towards ronaldo because they love him and they absolutely despise harry Maguire. so that's where that golf exists But again, let's have players that want to play for Man United. Yeah, so I I look at that. It was described as a mistake. I think we just take it as is. There's a lot of United fans get very annoyed saying, this is the kind of dressing room split. This is the kind of thing Paul Pogba would have done back in the day of like May or or April. You know, you think, hmm. So I I think we can kind of just scoot over it and say, well, it happened. But at least Terry Maguire wants to play for Man United. I think that's important. That's very
1: true. Yeah, I'm actually just looking through uh, the United timeline. And I have said that United have uh, <coughs> not released this video. I think they actually have the video of Ronaldo, Beckham, etc, etc. Wow. That was released. Yeah, I think it's actually out uh, unless it's something different.
2: Um, <coughs> but yeah, well, that, I mean... may, that might point towards that Manchester United are not prepared to do business. Because I think what when it, when it sounds with Ronaldo is Ronaldo wants to leave. They have buyers. But Manchester United may say, do you know what? No, we are keeping you because we don't want to show us weakness to one of our rivals. So, you know, because I think that's the main part of this is political. So the Glazers don't want to say to to this new owner at Chelsea, a new American owner, a competitor, to come in and say, well, yeah, you can just take anything of ours that we want. It's a show of strength. So I would rather just Ronaldo leave if he wants to go because this is about football to me. But to the Glazers, it might be more about politics.
1: Yeah, Um, you know, let's see. Uh, let's see if he does turn out for United. I mean, I, I'm expecting them to sell him personally, but there's obviously those. There's a lack of options for him, really. I know Chelsea seems like the most realistic one at the moment. Barcelona are in absolute disarray, crisis. Mm. Uh, Bayern Munich don't want him. PSG don't want him. But we'll see if. Uh, Bayern's position
2: changes if they sell Robert Lewandowski to Barcelona. It's worth saying uh, that that video was probably paid for by Adidas. Yeah. So Adidas will probably rung someone up at Manchester United today <clears throat> going, where is our video? So <laughs> that is pro- that, that happens. And that would not surprise me. Adidas are a multi-billion pound company as well. They're, they're a strong arm company. And this is one of their products. And they'll be saying, no, we want Ronaldo in that shirt as long as he plays for Manchester United. So that video will go out you can delete the video, can't you, next week if he goes to Chelsea or whatnot. Who are Chelsea sponsored by?
1: Do we know? Uh, Are they Nike? They're Nike,
2: I think. Are they Nike? So, uh, Cristiano is a Nike athlete. So, uh, it would not be surprising if you see Chelsea doing some kit sponsoring stuff next week or on their tour, maybe with Ronaldo in it with the big tick on his his chest. Keeping in the theme of new kits, uh, Bruno Fernandes
1: has been sporting the new kit. With a new shirt number, he's been after this since he joined. He's joked about it numerous times that his good yeah. mate Juan Mata uh, has his shirt number. Now Mata's left. Uh, we still don't know where he's going, actually, uh, to extend his career. But Bruno Fernandes is now United's new number eight. Uh, is this you know, something he's been after for a while? Is this a significant move? Do you think squad numbers play a big, a b- a big role in people's importance to squads?
2: If it stops him giving the ball away next year, he can have any number he wants. You know, <laughs> like this is for me. You know, uh, I think the whole number eight thing yesterday was a bit of a reaction to it. I think because he's gone from eight to eighteen, and people have bought the kit or planning to buy the kit. They've got last year's two kits or whatnot. What? But uh but no, I think I think this is number. I think there's been a viral video go out at- go at this morning of him showing his. uh his forearm with the tattoo number eight on it. So it's quite a good thing he didn't adjust that to 18, isn't it? Because that would have been painful this week, trying to readjust that tattoo. Um, But no, I'm not worried about squad numbers. Uh, If it makes him happier and that feels that that's the number he wants, he certainly can have it. Yeah, I'm hoping
1: uh, it's a fresh start for Bruno Fernandes because I did really enjoy uh, his first year at United. Last year was awful, obviously. But uh, if he can fit somewhere into Eric Ten Hag's new team, whether that's in a false nine role, I don't really see. Like, I think maybe that could happen, especially if Ronaldo does end up going. That could be a thing that happens. Uh, but one player, Bruno Fernandes, was obviously signed after Andres Pereira was tried in the number 10 role, and that effectively spelled the <laughs> end of his United career. Uh, Pereira's been sent out on loan, Ever since, but now looks to be joining Fulham on a permanent deal. I think he's undergoing a medical today. Deal should be completed soon for around eight to ten million pounds, which is a good return for a player. United should do more of this, shouldn't they? They should sell more players like this, especially if they're not being used, because it'll just boost the transfer budget a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think this shows a little bit of the Murto way. And what I mean by that is that and previously Red Woodward being your de facto director of football and director of everything he liked to hoard players he liked to give them bigger contracts keep them at the football club to boost their value but of course what happened was that it didn't boost anyone's value because he didn't sell anyone so what's the point so you're in this situation with a number of players I think with Andrews Pereira you said he was tried as the number 10 I think he was tried as the number six he was tried as the number eight he was tried as the number 12 sat on the bench quite a bit um Time to move him on. £10 quid for a player of that stature hasn't really helped you for a while with with add-ons is a good deal for the player. So I think, you know, good luck to Andres at Fulham. I think it's a good opportunity for him to be back in the Premier League. Um, But just snipping those wages off and just just getting that extra value allows you to go and do different bits of business. As we said as well, Pereira, outgoing, it's just the same as Malachia coming in. Yet you hope that Malachia can really help you uh, win football matches next year whereas Andres Pereira probably wouldn't have even seen the green grass of Old Trafford next year
1: yeah there's plenty more of them to get gone uh, you know United have a massive squad of players we've mentioned earlier they've got about <laughs> six plus centre-backs in there they've got Dylan Levitt's actually left the club on a, I think a permanent deal today as yep. well Yep. Uh, there's a lot of players that United have to get rid of uh, and Andres Pereira is the latest one or one of the latest to go uh we'll see what else united can do and we'll see whether they turned over a new leaf and if they're going to do business any differently uh this time rob i'm not feeling great today i've got to be honest i'm trying to talk and losing my train of thought uh so i might wrap us up pretty soon uh we've been going for about 33 minutes now is there any uh any final thoughts that you have ahead of united's trip down under
2: no, I, I just think it'll be so good to be able to talk a little bit about the football, won't we? I think we'll be micro-analyzing stuff. Like, did you see Luke Shaw do that overlap? That's new. We've not, we haven't seen that for years. And oh my god, Harry Maguire is playing on the right hand side and not the left. And mm-hmm. and what's happening here? And Martinez turned up and just butchered everyone. Um, it's good. I'm glad we're actually going to see some some real football, and we can talk about physical stuff. You know, because we talk a lot of about metaphorical stuff in football, don't we, during the off-season? Um, and and I'm happy, I think, with the business that United are doing. I think these players, they've got their kind of sector players that they're after, and they're not doing, I think, what Man United have done in previous years, which is pretend they're after everyone, because that's kind of what it is, you know. 800- the same names all the time, isn't it? Yeah, they, they, they've been really, really sh- assured about the players that they want because of Ten Hag's positional needs. Now, I'm, I'm all right with that. It might not be... Neymar or your next global superstar but they're players that are supposed to help you win and help you create a football team and I think this is what this whole period now between now and September the 1st is about it's about getting the collective together and having a hive of players of worker bees that can do all of the things tactically that you want to do. Uh, I I like the viral videos about the training ground because I think it just shows the kind of work that they're doing and you need to get back to basics so I think Ten Hag's doing that and, uh, and he now gets a chance to see what his squad can really do on a preseason tour. I will have one note of caution. When Lou Van Gaal came in, we looked like the best team in the world on preseason. Mm. We won the, well, that was at the International Cup that, yeah. that they do. Uh, we beat Liverpool in the final. We beat everyone. Like it was amazing. Wasn't and one it, of
1: those games at like in a massive stadium in the US against Real Madrid?
2: Against, uh, with 100,000 people there. Yeah. Martial Mar- uh, Mar- Mar- dribbled from like the touchline. Yeah. And then it, assisted. I- It's still one of the, I still think one of the biggest attendances in world football history. So you know, that was for a friendly match at Manchester United. It shows the allure of the football club. Um, But what I'll say with that, with the Van thing is that, yeah, they look good on pre-season and then the first 10 games of the season uh, in the Premier League, I think they won four and lost three and drew the others. So pre-season doesn't always show us an indicator of what is to come it just shows us maybe the sh- the style and the shape of the football that ten hag will play yeah we should get Eric ten hag facing the press a little bit
1: as well there would be a press uh, traveling party on this preseason tour as well so we should get him uh, actually speaking uh, telling us different things giving us countless
2: ronaldo updates i'm sure because that's all he's going to be asked about can you imagine the first one i could just i could just see it already can't you he's saying like so what's going on with with ronaldo he's not on the tour i'm not talking about him yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, and the British press there with their Den- eyes. I'll say, I'll just to end our show this. I think there has been an unfair waiting already in the press with, with headline writers going after Ten Hag. He hasn't done anything yet. We've not seen what his team does, but there's been all sorts about Ten Hags, this, that, and the other. And the, they're trying to create smoke where there's no fire. So I think it'll be good that first presser when he has to talk about Ronaldo, because he will have to. And I hope he just goes not interested. Don't want to talk about him. He's not here. And that should be the right way of doing it. It's up to the club to sort out Cristiano Ronaldo now, not Eric Hag. Yeah. He, he did that with Ralph as well, didn't he? Just kind of batted it away
1: pretty much in his first yeah. uh, press conference with the, with the press at Old Trafford. Uh, yes. Like I say, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up today, Rob. It's a little bit of a shorter episode, but uh Hopefully, I'll feel better next week for some preseason football where United play Liverpool. I think they play Melbourne City or someone next Friday as well. Something like that. Uh, And we'll be watching along, I would think, too. So you can subscribe to our show wherever you get your pods on Apple, Google, Spotify, and the likes. And you can watch us twice a week on Tuesdays and Fridays. So head over to our YouTube channel, hit the like button, join the community, and subscribe. We're very close to a milestone figure. So please do that if you haven't done it already. The link should be in the description of this episode if you're listening on an audio platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at underscore Scott Saunders at underscore Rob underscore B and at PromisandMU for the show. Rob, thank you very much for another show. Uh, I hope you enjoy your weekend. Meant to be quite sunny, I think. So uh, get out and about, enjoy, and uh, I'll catch you all next week. Thanks very much for listening, everyone.